0: Hello, and welcome back to Open School of Business. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to business owner of uh, one of the prominent yoga studios in DMV area, and it's called Mind the Mat. Uh, she co-founded it uh, with her partner in 2008. And what's really exciting and uh, perhaps uh, very useful for our audiences is that the guest of our show today has not been a yoga instructor in the beginning. She actually came from a a uh, very prestigious and supposedly you know more of a what you would call a, a successful and a very left-brained work she was a lawyer for a long time and i'm just very happy to share her story and experience to inspire all of you out there who say oh i have all this background in different things and i'm afraid to start a business and actually what Brings me joy. So, without further ado, Mm -hmm. welcome Sarah Vandergood. I'm happy to have you. Please start off with the whole idea and the notion of how you got all that courage and made such a big step and drastic change in your career.
1: Thank you, Anar. Yeah, that's a great question. And people ask it to me a lot. So the way it started was kind of um, an accident in a sense because I was in law school and I was very stressed out and I was looking for a way to kind of have more balance. And there was a massage therapy school right down the street from the, the law school um, I went to William and Mary Law School in Williamsburg, Virginia, and there was a massage therapy school. And so I started getting massages from the students. And I think at the time it was like $20 to get a massage from a student because
0: Amazing. They,
1: needed, <laughs> yeah, they needed to practice, right? What they were learning. Yeah. And so I would go like once a month and I would talk to them about what they were learning. And they were learning about the body, anatomy, physiology, but also kind of about how the body and the mind are connected, and about the um, energetic body. You know how everything is is really energy, and how when we work with the physical body, we actually are also working with the emotional and mental and energetic bodies as well. And so they would talk to me about this and. All of a sudden I started falling in love with what they were learning and I was saying to myself wow I would really love to learn about that a lot more than learning about the law (laughs) and so like something sparked in me and I found out that so my first job out of law school was going to be in Richmond Virginia and I found out that the, the massage therapy school had um, a, a school in Williamsburg, but also in Richmond. So the day that I graduated from law school um, I, and studied, I was studying for the bar. I started taking some, like a few massage therapy classes at the school. And I would just did it as a hobby. I really enjoyed it. But then when I moved to Richmond for my first uh, law job, I began taking massage therapy school full time in the evenings and on weekends. And I thought, well, I'll practice law during the day. Massage therapy certification is through the Board of Nursing in Virginia. And it takes two years. And I'll I'll do this for fun on, on the weekends and in the evenings. And I'll maybe see some clients once I graduate on the weekends and I'll, I'll have this balance in my life that I was looking for. So I did that. And my second law job was in Washington, DC, and I had already graduated by then from massage therapy school. And I was seeing some clients on the weekends and a friend of mine, well, actually she was the office manager at the place where I was doing uh, where I was working as a lawyer and she little did I know was a massage therapist on the weekends and evenings and she had a full clientele so she said to me that she was moving and she knew that I was also doing massage she said would you want to take over my clients when I move and so I was like well you know I do have a full-time law job Um, And I have my own massage clients on the weekends, but I kind of said, okay, let me let me take some see how many of them I can see as clients. So I started, and I was working a a lot kind of law during the day massage on the weekends and evenings. Now I didn't have children at the time I wasn't married. So I um, just dedicated myself to massage because I loved it. And it turned out I started naturally just building a business um, to the point where I realized I wanted to open a wellness center and I wanted to hire other massage therapists and I wanted to bring an acupuncturist on staff and um, a psychotherapist and a naturopathic doctor And so I started heading in that, a chiropractor. And so I started heading in that direction and um, ended up leaving law and having this wellness center. And about- So that
0: was your first business as a business owner, the wellness center that encompassed all these different services.
1: Yes, that was my first business. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh,
0: yeah, it's uh, great that you- stumbled upon that clientele organically by delivering value are uh, not necessarily drastically changing the career path because it does yeah. look like that from the outside but the, on the inside you've been doing this side hustle for a long time and uh, you built the clientele, earned their trust and now it was easier for you to transition uh, for the business with all the other
1: services. exactly. Um, and I really was doing it not when I first started doing massage, not because I thought I was going to have a business, but because I loved it. And I think that's why when you love something and you put your heart into it, it's like a garden, it just keeps growing. Mm-hmm. And while I was doing law, I, you know, I liked helping people. I did like the people part of it, but my heart wasn't completely in it. So it makes sense to me that where my heart was, that was growing. And the other one was kind of diminishing, Mm -hmm. you know, but there was a transition time for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after a couple years of doing the wellness center, I became, I wanted, I had been practicing yoga, the whole time, but I decided I wanted to get certified in yoga and I did. And one of my clients actually, my massage clients, she is a major real estate agent in this this area in Alexandria. And she had just sold a house to a woman who was, was a Pilates instructor and a physical therapist. And this client knew that I was a massage therapist because she was my client. And she knew that I had gotten my certification in yoga. And I had mentioned wanting to open a yoga studio. And this other woman, who's now my business partner, had mentioned to her real estate agent that she wanted to open a Pilates studio. And so my client my business partner's real estate agent set us up on like a blind date. (laughs) Yeah. And we met and it was like, we were very like-minded and got along well, but we didn't really know each other, honestly. And we just decided, let's do it. Let's open a studio. So we started with just one studio space. And at the time we both, were pregnant and about to have baby. And so it was a big transition time. And, you know, that I would say was the hardest business time of my life because I had the wellness center. I was about to have a baby and then did have a baby. And I was starting a new business. We worked really hard for the first five years. Very, very hard to juggle all these different parts of our life. And we even got, she wouldn't be embarrassed if I said this, we even got business like therapy, like as business partners to strengthen our relationship because both of us had so much on our plate that we were like, I don't know if I can do all of this. Right. And it, was, it would have starting to affect our business relationship.
0: I'm wondering who does business therapy? Is that a special profession or was
1: it a mediator, like a lawyer? A mediator. It was a mediator who works with business partners. Mm -hmm. And I would just say, this is a really good segue because having a business partner is like being married. Like there's no other person other than maybe your spouse or your child that you spend as much time with And you share as much of your life with so just like in a marriage if you need to go to therapy to help your marriage it's same thing with business now we weren't talking about the same issues that you would in a marriage but we were talking about like how can we communicate better as business partners and so we did that and it was really helpful and i would say like I don't think it's that you're gonna find a business partner and not have any problems, right? It's, can you find a business partner that you can work through problems with and keep growing? And the fact that we were able to work through those problems put us where we are today, 15 years later, where our relationship as business partners is so easy and so fluid and there's so much trust and just knowledge of the other person, what their strengths are, where they need support. And, but that comes with like work, right? Like an investment in the relationship. Yeah,
0: you grew together and the business itself grew a lot. So um, uh, my next question is actually uh, about the evolution of your wellness center and where it is now Mm -hmm. and uh, how did the yoga studio adapt and and evolve through the years too?
1: Yeah, so I I had a child and um, I was, before I had him, I was doing a lot of massage. I was teaching a lot of yoga classes, but once I had him, I realized I couldn't physically do it all. And so I stopped doing massage therapy And, but I still had these two businesses, even though I wasn't practicing massage therapy anymore. And I just realized like it was actually too much for me to do both and be a mom at the same time. So I sold the wellness center and it's still in the same place. It's right across the street from the yoga studio. It's still there. Oh, nice. i love
0: exit stories you know you have to tell more about that deal and and how is it going now what's the brand and yeah it's really great to be able to say i had a business that was of value to be able to successfully exit from it
1: yes it was very it was definitely a business that was um producing income it was a good model. The brand is exactly the same as it always was. In fact, many of the practitioners, most of them are the same.
0: The ones you've hired and, and taught yeah. how to work. Yep. Yeah, amazing.
1: So, and I have a great relationship with them and I refer a lot of people from my yoga studio to the practitioners there because of course I know them all very well. Um, yeah so that was it was it was positive and I realized that the yoga studio couldn't grow if I didn't choose where to put my energy right and when I assessed both business models I felt like the yoga studio had more potential to grow I think the wellness center was like it was where it was going to be like that there wasn't room necessarily to grow unless i opened more
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but i felt the yoga studio was growing a lot because honestly there were not very many yoga and pilates studios in the entire dc metropolitan area we were one of the first um And then five years after, all of a sudden, boom, they were everywhere. <laughs> so to give you a sense, like boutique fitness studios didn't really exist. There was no soul cycle. There was no orange theory. Right. There was no core power, none of it. So it, it was, was like-
0: was a great time. <laughs>
1: it was the perfect time. So we started with one studio and like within a couple of years, we added another one right above and then a third one right above and then another location two years after that with one studio and then we added another studio and it was like we needed to keep expanding because of the number of people that wanted to be doing yoga and Pilates in a small boutique setting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, and so
0: when this new competitors, you know, a lot of big names big brands started coming in and opening how did that affect the business and how how your strategy changed what attracted people then
1: does it still work now yeah that is such a good question so one of our things that we're very community oriented people like We're not just a yoga studio. We're part of the fabric of the community, which means that we're part of the value systems of the community. So we give, you know, we are involved a lot in the public schools and bringing wellness to the public schools in our community and um, involved in a lot of, you know, donations and gathering um, practitioners together to offer free wellness services to people who can't afford it. So we're very active. And I think that has made us um, like an integral part of the communities that we're in. And so that sets us apart from a corporate model, right? Like yeah. we're, in, we're in the fabric of the community. We also live in the community, like my studio is two blocks away from my house. So
0: yeah, my neighbors
1: go to my studio. And I really truly believe that's the reason that we survived COVID because and survived all the corporate boutique studios coming in is yeah. because of the deep loyalty of our clients. It's not just a yoga studio. It's a community meeting place. It's, um, you know, we share our joys and sorrows together. Truly, we do. So I think that's one piece. The other is that we are very specialized in what we do. So yes, we give yoga and Pilates classes, but we've always wanted to offer more classes with more of a specialty or an expertise. So for example, we give classes that are specifically for pregnant women, We give classes that are specifically for women recovering from C-sections or diastasis that are physical therapy oriented classes. So you're doing it in a group setting but it's physical therapy based um, and it's Pilates and it's yoga. Um, And then we also do classes for people who are in wheelchairs, for people who are elderly. We've, We've had people with terminal illnesses we've had people who are paralyzed. We give classes for stress management and anxiety and depression. Um, there are huge studies now showing how just movement and yoga and meditation is so powerful in terms of addressing trauma, PTSD. So we may, we try to have you know, we have our general weekly yoga and Pilates classes, but we also have all of these specialized classes that kind of differentiate us, I think, from a place like core power, where when you go, you're going to get the same class every time, or orange theory, where there's like a system, right? And there's not like this personalized specialized attention where I know my clients and I know what's happening in their bodies and I know what they're going through in their lives and right yeah
0: yeah I love that you know that you're approaching this whole business from a very holistic perspective and not focusing of what I as a instructor can give and what I like doing but more of a from the person's perspective of what they need if that's a woman who is pregnant and recovering you take them through the whole journey of what their needs are and I love that because even in my uh, classes when I teach how to choose a client and and do find your own niche market I always talk about the job to be done theory where people don't go for a class because they want a class. They hire your class to get their job done. Mm. And everyone has different job to be done in terms of why they want to exercise. And and since you're focusing on a specific uh, client and their needs, everything is tailored. And uh, it definitely makes a whole lot difference because I've attended classes of yoga where the instructor wouldn't even know some of the problems that I would, uh, you know, bring up and say, can I do this movement? Can I do that movement? So I realized, oh, it's better for me to do with the YouTube because then I can at least Google all the things that is that okay for a certain type of uh, person like recovering from birthing that was different or prenatal yoga is very different from uh, normal yoga. So I love that, that how you put on the forefront of your whole um, program the needs of your clients. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I, you know, the majority of our clients are women Honestly, who are going through the life phases that myself and my business partner have gone through, right? Like maybe before we had children, we did a more power yoga, and then we got pregnant. And we needed prenatal, and then after pregnancy, oh, we needed specific post-pregnancy, and then now going, you know, um, into even perimenopause what does the body need? There's specific things it needs and as we age. And so our clients are really like, we understand them because we are them. Like Mm -hmm. we've gone through those things too.
0: Yeah, I love how you're also a couple of steps ahead because then you can definitely prepare the women to those challenges that are coming in a few years later. And they would know who to go to because they're used to the same community and the same feeling. And it's just whole notion of, I love how it supports uh, women advancement and women empowerment because really health is the first and that body-mind connection. And after that, they can conquer anything
1: else. Totally. And taking that time, for themselves to make sure that they're in a good place. That is, you know, it's like we have to do that first as women. Otherwise, we will just burn out completely. So that I think our studio is a place where they come and they're like, I can leave everything else outside, and I'm going to be cared for, and understood, and supported in my journey and they feel like their cup is being f- filled up. Um, at least that's our hope is that they feel that and that they you know, feel the true care that we have for everybody that comes in. Um, we, I, feel, I feel so blessed that I get to work with such amazing clients like it makes me so happy every day just to be um, supporting people in their journey
0: yeah Yeah.
1: and hearing like I also learned from them so much
0: yeah and I like uh, how you were telling the story of while you were doing one thing you allowed yourself to be curious about the second thing and taking classes taking training because that yes. was your step by step journey and sort of a recipe so yeah. whoever was you know listening and if you're paying attention this is what you need to do you know allow yourself your curiosity take you where it takes you and see how well you can get at it because then that will give you the foundation to be able to make that risk quit your full-time job and open something because it's already giving you the income so yes, and that's that's really great
1: I love 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 that you said that because that is the key is to keep like doors will keep opening if you just explore um one if I'll, I'll give you another antidote about that Um, as I started teaching pregnant women, they started asking me like, you're my yoga instructor, but like, can you come and be at my birth and do yoga with me? (laughs) I'm I'm not a birth doula, but I guess I could, you know? And they're like, I don't care if you're a birth doula. I just want you at my birth. So I started going to births. And then I was like, you know what? I should probably get a doula certification. So then I went and got a doula certification. So I also assist birds. So Amazing. the doors just keep keep opening. Yes. Um, I'll share that. I think that that's the key is just doors keep opening. Um, I've been doing a blog with other women business owners in um, Alexandria. And so I write a lot for it and I had gotten my master's degree in creative writing uh, after law law school. After law school. After law school. Okay. Yes, interestingly, because that's another one of my loves, and now that I'm doing this blog, all that creative writing, you know, is coming through. So that's another door that I keep alive, Um, and now I'm I'm working on actually a memoir that has to do with a lot of things we just talked about.
0: Oh, amazing. I can't wait for that to be published and we can bring uh-huh. you back to the show to talk about your experience oh, as an author. Yes, yeah. uh, I think that's just amazing how you nurtured yourself uh, as a garden and you kept pouring the water and, then, and the nourishment and the sunshine because a lot of times pe- when people get stuck in one thing, or a career path, they feel like they they shouldn't be moving elsewhere. And then they get miserable at it. Mm-hmm. So giving yourself a chance to explore and do things is the best way because that will take you somewhere where you really belong. And I love how you're navigating it so um, so skillfully, I would say, because there is no drastic like stopping and and beginning more like it's just that kind of a dance and I really like that because even for myself I found myself doing things that were not necessarily profitable in the beginning but they bring me joy and then I realized like how can I connect uh these things and I'm like And things from my personal life sometimes interconnect with the professional life and then they become more holistic so I finally figured out like recently there was um, a a leadership uh, coach who was speaking and he was saying you need to have a vision statement for yourself like the companies have visions and I was like oh yeah that is truly for me I think I like the word holistic and I want to use it both for my life and for my work. So yeah. creating holistic uh, businesses for other people—that um, that's what I want to do. And uh, and okay. I see that you achieve that in your life. And I want you to uh, prosper more, keep exploring, bringing in more collaboration partners because. I see that you got really skilled at that as well. Um, and even uh, in terms of um, exiting businesses and being able to put a full stop in a way that you still you know, send clients there is just such an amazing experience. So I'm sure your memoir will be very, uh, very mm. valuable for uh, women and other business owners to
1: read. I hope so. I'm sure you know know this as well. Once you've been in the world and doing your thing for a while, then a lot of times women who are much younger and trying to find their way will say, "Hey, can we just have coffee?" Or because they'll want to understand. Yeah, and um, so that I see that as actually part of my job now too is mentoring. Right. Yeah, Um, And a lot of people, a lot of younger women will come and do the yoga teacher training at my studio, Mm -hmm. even though they have a full-time job and they'll want to come just to open that door to something different. Yeah. So I, I like that part and it sounds like you are doing that for people too now. Yeah, you
0: should totally be doing that as well. Yeah. And we can definitely talk about that. Um, Yeah. as well Uh, but thank you so much for your time today uh like we say in yoga namaste (laughs) and uh, we wish you good luck and uh, we really appreciate your time and wisdom that you shared today
1: thank Uh, thank you so
0: so much
1: for inviting me and having me here i really enjoyed it and i appreciate you